0: when she is pregnant to be in an elevator and everybody sort of feels like it's, you know, um, public property to, to touch her stomach. Um, something about having babies feels like it's, it's open season for everybody.
1: This week on The Hitch Podcast, Dr. Karen Sherman helps a reader tell others that their trouble conceiving is none of their concern, except in a much nicer way than that. Stay tuned. Hey, can you feel it? we're doing it again free wine in the month of May join any of the wine clubs in May 2013 and your third shipment of wine is free all you have to do is go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link and sign up for any of our clubs don't wait this offer won't last forever and remember The Hitched Wine Club is the only wine club created just for couples with exclusive date ideas. So let us help you and your spouse reconnect every month with some delicious wine. All you have to do is go to hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers! Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com, and I am joined once again with the uh the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi Karen.
0: Hi Steve. I I have a big smile on my face as you say the original. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, so for those tuning in for the first time, uh, Karen um, has been with us, been with Hitched since the, the inception of it um, and has been on the podcast since the beginning um, and has a new product out from Fight to Foreplay, uh, which we will we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but sh- uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationships and lifestyle issues for over 25 years, the off- author of Several books. Um, And today, uh, Karen, you're going to share your wisdom on um, a a reader letter that we got uh, actually through Facebook. Someone messaged us. Um, Basically, um, this wife and her husband are trying to conceive. Um, They're having a tough time with that. And um, people are asking them about it and asking them why they're having such a difficult time with it. Um, And they're not really sure how to respond to this kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're going to kind of play out a little bit of a, some of the scenarios here and uh, talk about what they can actually do or say to um, move forward when, when people approach them with this because it is such a personal thing.
0: Yeah, it is personal, isn't it? You know, people – I you know, I'd like to think that a lot of people are really just – asking because of concern or, you know, because they think they have something to offer. But what people don't realize is that for many people, well, I would assume for most people, when you have trouble conceiving, you know, there's a lot of embarrassment or there's a lot of um, discomfort around it. And it's not something that, you know, you really, Feel like you want to talk about publicly with a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of couples don't even really like talking about it with their parents. So I can't even imagine that you want to talk about it, you know, with the world, so to speak.
1: Yeah. And, and you're, you're right because I mean, you bring up the parents. It's a lot of times I'm guessing, and this person didn't say who was asking the questions or, or what, but I, I've heard it a hundred times that you know in-laws they want to know when the grandchildren are coming, right? And so right. I I can imagine that this may be part of where the, where this pressure is coming from, or at least the questions are coming from. Of, you know, hey, I'm not getting any younger, and uh, why are you guys having such a hard time?
0: It may be, but you'd be surprised, Steve. You know, um, first of all, there could be a lot of their contemporaries who are having children. Yeah. And they could be asking or it really could just be a lot of people who, you know, feel like, you know, oh, my goodness, you've been married four years now. You know, where are the kids? You know, it's so common for a woman to um, when she is pregnant to be in an elevator and everybody sort of feels like it's, you know, um, public property to to touch her stomach. Um, something about having babies feels like it's it's open season for everybody. Uh, whether it be, as I just said, in touching a woman's stomach or, you know, in discussion. Um, And they don't realize that it is really an extension of something that's really very private and personal for the couple.
1: You're right. It it really does seem like um, child rearing uh, pregnancy is, I don't want to say it's a community activity, but it seems like the, the community really latches onto it in a way that doesn't happen with other things. And I, I know we've talked in the past about how people are so forthcoming to ask for advice about parenting and, and raising their kids, um, but they don't have that – and it's, it's extremely personal, um, but they don't have that same kind of openness about their relationship, their marriage, um, which is really f- interesting, I think, that people have no problems um, – engaging in those kind of conversations, asking those questions about uh, raising kids. Are you pregnant? Um, all those things, but they, they won't ask, you know, some really benign questions about the a, a relationship in general.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so I, I think that if those questions come up, um, let, let's go, let's take the high road. Um, and even if, you know, you suspect that the person is not asking truly out of, um, concern. The best way, I think, really to get the person off your back is to say, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you're asking because you're concerned, um, but it's really something that's, you know, just be- between the two of us and we're not really ready to talk about it yet, or, or we don't have information that we're ready to share. Um, but you can be sure that just as soon as we do, you know, we'll let you in on it. Um, And that way you're not being impolite, but, you know, um, you're setting your boundaries and you're still respecting the two of you in your relationship. Um, you know, there, there might be some people who have been through the situation and actually do have some information that could be useful. Uh, but I sort of think that the couple might know that, um, and would be able to um, sort of discriminate, you know, if that information mm. is coming from that place. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I think that you have to be able to pick and choose who you want to hear information from. Um, I, I will relate to you that there have been times where, not not in this area, but there are times where I have been truly concerned um, and try to approach the people that I cared about with my concern. And, um, really, it hasn't been well received when people are not open to, or haven't asked, you know, when it's been unsolicited, um, people are really not so happy to, to get your concern if they haven't asked for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I truly, you know, and I'm being very honest, I really uh, was offering it because there was a genuine concern on my part. Yeah, and it, still I got that reaction. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Amy. Oh
1: I, no, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna add to that that it's it's got to be very emotional for the couple who's trying to conceive, and yeah. um, they're having this personal disappointment. And the last thing they want to hear is, you know, in some instances at least, you know, the last thing they want to hear is how other people have done it or what you know they they don't want they don't want outsider's advice because, you know, they don't have the whole story or whatever the case may be. So it gets really complicated. Um, but you know, it's interesting too is I've, I've come across people where, um, it was years later that I, you know, that I, that I heard or found out about complications they were having or whatnot. They just weren't, um, Forthcoming with the information, not that i I ha, had had pride in in the past, but it was something really personal that they were dealing with internally, and then time had passed, and then all of a sudden they were very willing to to open up and you know unsolicited offer their experiences
0: right right. I think that's a very valid point you just made, Steve. I want to point it out that you know when you're in the midst of it and it and and it is really very difficult. I had a friend years ago. Uh, where they were having trouble conceiving and month after month, you know, they, they would get their hopes up and then she would find out that, you know, she'd menstruate and she would be so horribly depressed and disappointed. And then they get their hopes up again and month after month this continued. And I think you're absolutely right that there's a lot of emotionality around it and hearing that other people have been successful could actually um, make somebody feel worse. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I, I think you know, that that's a very valid point that you, that you raise. And, and, Um, and you, and you brought it up
1: earlier too, about when I said, you know, a lot of the pressure comes from the in-laws, depending on where these couple, where this couple is um, you're right. It could be an instance where all their friends are now starting to have kids and they are desperately trying and they're the ones that are left out um, in the cold with that, you know, trying, but unsuccessfully. So, and so they, you know, may have some, Uh, personal emotions about why that is or some other hard feelings about that.
0: Right. Right. You know, now I was just thinking, let's, let's do the flip for a moment. So let's say that you are someone who truly is concerned and thinks that you really have something to offer. Okay. So how do you approach somebody? And I guess the best way to do it is to say, Um, you know, from things you've said or from, you know, things that I've noticed, um, it, it appears to me that, um, you know, I might have some information that could be helpful to you in the area of, um, you know, infertility doctors or something like that. Is that information that you would like me to share with you? Um, so that you ask, you don't sort of plop it on the person. Um, you know, you you would, you know, sort of invite them to uh, receive it. Mm-hmm. And if the person says no, then you've got to respect that. You don't, uh, you know, say, well, you know, this person is really good and you have to go. and you know. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you can offer it, but again, it's got to be done very, very gingerly. Just sort of saying, you know, you have some information. If they're ever interested, you know, uh, it's, it's certainly something you'd be very glad to share.
1: Yeah, I I think that's a great point is if they do decide to reject that information, uh, letting them know that the door is always open, like, well, if you ever, if you, if you change your mind and you would like to hear more, I'm, I'm always happy to help out. You know, I just want what's best for you.
0: Right, right. Hard subject, very, very hard subject. Um, But again, I think that the, you know, as I said before, the best way to get somebody to, you know, sort of close the door Uh, But to do it in a nice way is to just say to somebody, I'm sure you, you know, really care and you're trying to be helpful. um, But right now, this is something we're not comfortable discussing, you know. And as soon as we have some good news to share with you, um, you know, you you can be certain that you'll be right there on top of the list for us to let you know. Uh, You know, that's
1: so that's a way of, of shutting down the conversation. Now, what if you want to, um, you want to have a conversation, but you really want to control it. So, uh, you are interested in infertility doctors or something like that, but you're not really interested in their, in their crazy sex positions that they know is how you have a boy. Right. So, um, when you're, when you're in the midst of a conversation like that, do you have a, 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 tip on, helping navigate it if they start to get, say, too personal or off topic into what you really didn't care about their opinion on this? You really just want to know who their doctor was?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think that um, you can start the conversation by saying, you know, I do think there's some information that you have that I would like to explore with you. Um, But, you know, this is a difficult conversation for me. And I really only want very select information from you. Are you comfortable with, you know, me with with just providing what I ask for? Um, you know, because, as I said, this is this is a very delicate, and difficult subject for me. And I don't want I don't want to feel overloaded or overwhelmed. And if you can respect the boundaries I'm putting up, I'd love to hear what you have to offer me. So you're letting them know beforehand that you're really going to be the one that's going to set the parameters for this <laughs> conversation. Um, and pretty much, you know, people will respect that. But then let's say in the conversation they say, oh, but I also I want to say, you know, it's a little bit more than I can handle. Remember, I said at the beginning, this is, you know, really very difficult for me. And this is all I can take in right now. <laughs> So I think whenever you do something up front, you're better off um, than trying to it's almost like being more on the offensive than the defensive. I think once you start getting into it, it's harder to rein it back in. If you set the stage up beforehand, then once it starts to happen, if it does, it's easy to just sort of remind them like, no, no, this is not an area I'm comfortable going to.
1: Yeah, so once those expectations have been set up front, when you, when you tell them that they've hit that boundary, it'll be a lot easier conversation or out yeah. than if they – it came out of the blue like, whoa, I was just trying to help you there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Absolutely perfectly said.
1: Yeah, OK. Um, is there anything else about this topic that um, would help this uh, reader, listener out when you know faced with people inquiring about their attempted conception?
0: Uh, well, I think just to know that, you know, there's going to be a variety of people who are going to try to be, quote, helpful. Um, and, you know, I think that what we've discussed today can help set boundaries. And also to know that there's going to be a variety of feelings that the couple is going to go through. And the best thing that they can do with each other is to talk to each other and support each other through the process Um, because um, they may each be experiencing different feelings. Um, Not to say one type of feeling is right or wrong, but as long as they can hear each other out and be there for each other, um, that's what's going to help them get through the process uh, best.
1: Yeah, you know, you actually just uh, sparked another thought in my head really quick here. Um, is the fact that the husband and wife should be on the same page. So if the, if the wife, um, and I, and I put it in her court because it's her body, um, isn't comfortable with certain information being shared, the husband should know that and respect that. So he's not, you know, on Friday night at poker night, he's not telling all the guys, uh, what the problems are. And getting information when she didn't want that information out there in the first place.
0: Absolutely. And I think that, you know, again, I'm, I'm a big advocate of having these discussions before then, uh, repair, of course, repair is fine. Um, better repair than no repair. Sure. (laughs) Um, you know, if you can sort of say beforehand, listen, this is something that we're going to sort of keep between us, you know, who do you want to tell? Who do you not want to tell? Whatever. And when, by the way, when you're out at your Friday night poker game, that's not the time to be talking about it even after four beers.
1: Yeah. And we, we've been talking a a lot about shutting the conversation down. That's not to say that, um, you shouldn't have these conversations. We're oh, we're no. basically just addressing the issue of if you if you don't want to have this conversation. Oh,
0: absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with talking about it because a lot of people um, feel relief when they talk about issues um, and share it and get support. But again, you want to be selective in who it is you wanna get your support from. If the person's not gonna be supportive then, whether it be about this issue or anything else, then that's not who you wanna speak to. But no, there's nothing wrong with speaking about it. It's really just a matter of your own comfort level.
1: Yeah yeah so um to the listener and i'm I'm holding back the name for you know their <laughs> for privacy's sake, but for the for the reader listener who wrote in, I hope this answers your question. I hope this you find this information helpful, and if you have a follow up let us know and we'll try to answer it to the best of our abilities um but uh I think that'll do it for us this week, so thank you so much for your time, Karen
0: yeah, I think that I think we did a good job together, Steve. Working together on this one. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I do too. We all we are a great team. I think uh, so. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and before people uh, hit the pause button there, I want to remind you you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Uh, Karen offers teleseminars and is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice Transform Your Life. Uh, Karen is also the co author of Marriage Magic Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And as I mentioned up front, she has just launched a new tool set for couples called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can go get information at her website, fromfighttoforeplay.com. It's all spelled out. Um, and you can watch a great intro video where Karen explains what it is, and uh, give your email address, and she'll even send you a free CD to get you started, um, and there's no obligation. so definitely check that out again it's from fight to all spelled out uh, of course if you forget any of this information uh you can find it on our website kitchenmag.com oh i think i don't think i mentioned yours karen um the other website dr so uh you can I, i'm sure you have links to it that, there as well um so uh, you can go on our website as well, hitchmag.com. You can reach us on all the social networks, uh, Facebook, Google+, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest. Um, and we just started doing these really neat um, little pull quote things on some of the more visually engaging um, social media sites, so Pinterest and Tumblr specifically. Um, we're we're, we're doing some really neat things with the quotes that I think you guys might enjoy if if you're not already following us there, so check that out. Um, and, um, I think that's going to do it for us this week, Uh, Karen, so thank you one last time. Okay, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody.